0: Hare Krishna, yeah. Um, excuse me for being um, a few minutes late. You know, Govardhan's such a nice thing that a friend saint walked in to see me. <laughs> and it was so relishable. And it's rare. Manushyanam shu. Many, many people who, you know, endeavor for the truth, something rare. It's just rare. Someone very deep and close to me, so. But now let me go to where we're discussing. Um, And what I'm going to do today is I've
1: I'll have to find the verse. I, what's
0: happening is, is that I've been teaching every day, almost every day when people are here. So I've been continuing the study. So what I'll do is uh, speak on the part where I'm up to for the people who are coming every day and then review it. Um, Okay. Reading from Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya Leela, Chapter 8, Text 196. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Prabhu Kahi sadhya vastura. Avadye hoy. Tomara Pasade iha. Janilunis choy. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu confirmed these verses recited by Sri Ramananda Roy, saying, This is the limit of the goal of human life. Only by your mercy have have I come to understand it conclusively. (inaudible) Om Magana Timanandasya Gananjana Shalakaya saksur unmalatam Tasma tasmai sri gurve namah, sri chaitanya mino bhishtam, stapitam Yena bhutale sayam Rupakadamayam kadamayam, tadati sapadantikam, panchakalpa Turupya Cha kripa Sindhu bhaevaca, patitanam pabhanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namah, Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadha Shivas Adi Gaur Vakdarinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So greetings to Govardhan, which has become a much more popular place. People used to visit it. People are moving here. There's two beautiful retreat centers. Burijan Prabhu. I just like his, you know, his attitude. Really just for Krishna. I, I remember when they had the groundbreaking ceremony of of the place. There was no buildings up there. And I was invited because I was one of the three or four people who were the founding trustees of it. It's really John's brainstorm, but I was one of the first people. I was one of the first teachers. And so he wanted me there. So I, I gave a speech. You know, they had the they installed the Anantasia. There's a ceremony, because a form of Balaram that holds up all the universes. So when you make a building. It's very interesting, you dig a hole and it's the auspicious time, you know, you have to write the time. And, and then you have a mystery who's like a, 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 a laborer, you know, goes down in the hole, he builds a little house with bricks. They put the inatisatia and then people come in, a few people and they, you know, a little ceremony. So afterwards we spoke and I, I spoke, my only regret my only regret is that, you know, Bori John Prabhu's already in his 70s, you know, he won't be around to enjoy it. So afterwards, he came up to me, he said, I like your lecture except for one point. He said, you know, I don't care about this place, enjoying it. And then he pointed to Governaut and he said, it's an offering. And it was said with conviction, it's an offering. And I guess that's the result of someone who's so deeply studied the Bhagavatam and understood the the philosophy of Krishna consciousness. They really get their enjoyment in the service and not the result. Bhakti means a liking for service. I mean, if you want to put it in simple words, bhakti means a liking for service. It's, It's and then he doesn't even keep a room there. And he said he got the inspiration, I told you this before, from this Goshal in Vrindavan, has 30, 40,000 cows in Barsana. And the head of the Goshal doesn't take a drop of milk. So, you know, that's, that's the essence of bhakti is when the consciousness is Anyabhilashita Shunyam. Jana karma jnavritam, and without any other desire, without any other motive, that's bhakti. Bhakti means sincere. You're serving Krishna for the pleasure of Krishna and not for yourself. And I remember my godbrother, Uh, Sahotra Swami was kind of a genius in his own way. Deriving that word, sincerity, sincere, comes from the Latin, sin means without, sin means wax. And he told the story during the Renaissance. Go next door. Go get my phone, answer the phone. Just answer the phone quickly. Ask what she wants, I'm giving class. Answer. Right right here, right here.
1: Go ahead. What does she want? Ask what she wants. Oh, right, right. Oh, okay. Some uh, all right,
0: I understand what it is. Okay, just come back in. Okay, just come back in now.
1: Yeah, I know what it was. Okay, shut the door. So
0: village life so anyway I, I'm just that's my inspiration um, what real bhakti is and and to meet people you know and it does, again it doesn't mean renunciation it means dedication and that includes sometimes things we like and our own desires and they give it to God and we serve God but and then the other retreat center is incredible. I went there again yesterday. It's that one's 25 acres, which is just inconceivable around Governor to get 25 acres. And the other one is six acres. And they're growing all the trees, even the ones that are gone, they're finding where they can get
1: them. It's just a beautiful thing. So anyway, let's um
0: of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu confirmed these verses recited by Sri Ramananda Roy, this is the limit of the goal of human life, only by your mercy have I come to understand it conclusively. In one sense, this is like a dynamic conclusion of the whole, because Ramananda Roy and Lord Chaitanya meet. And of course, the first verse explains this unique relationship by comparing Lord Chaitanya to the ocean and Ramananda Roy to the rain clouds, because it appears that the rain clouds are filling the ocean, but the rain clouds get the water when it's evaporated from the ocean. So in the same way, Lord Chaitanya is asking in questions and Ramananda Roy is kind of responding. So you have that sense that Ramananda Roy is instructing Lord Chaitanya. And in a sense, he also is, because Lord Chaitanya is coming to, it's, it's Krishna coming to experience the love of his topmost devotee at the height of her love, Sri Radha. And uh, you want to perfect that anything, you need teachers and Ramananda Roy happens to be uniquely qualified in this regard, to the extent that Sargobhoma Bhattacharya, who was converted by Lord Chaitanya in Puri, and who was the greatest scholar in Puri said, well, okay, now I understand. You want to understand this subject, you, you, you see Lord Chaitanya. And then they meet, and they don't meet by any plan, although Lord Chaitanya had this desire Because Lord Chaitanya's movement in South India was described as Dick v. Dick. It means here and there. There was no plan. He was just chanting Hare Krishna, absorbed in Hare Krishna, and he didn't have a GPS. He didn't have a map. He didn't have like uh, coaching. He didn't have a plan. He was just... So surrendered that you know you it, it didn't matter to him. It was beyond wherever he is. He's chanting Hare Krishna, and his plan is traveling in South India and giving Krishna consciousness. So he meets Ramananda Roy. and then the question was asked: Can you ascertain? It was the ver- it was specifically
1: said. Um, Pada shloka
0: ascertain the verse which describes the ultimate goal of life. And so many, we've discussed this, so many verses were given and Lord Chaitanya said some were external initially. It's external, it was external because um, the verses indicated devotion that was dovetailing one's old desi- own desires. So it, it wasn't, it, it was mixed with something material that was external to the soul, which is consciousness which reaches. It's fruition, it reaches its fruition in devotion and love. So what happened here is they kept on, Lord Sri Tanya wanting, give me more, give me more. And then he came to pure devotional service and he said, this is great, but I still want, this is okay now. And he still wanted more. And then there were verses that indicated not just pure devotional service, but pure devotional service that is spontaneous. It means Raganuga bhakti, Raghatmaka bhakti. It means the relationship with Krishna with his, because God has come as a cowherd boy, there's no obligation, there's no duty, there's no fear, even though worshiping God in majesty, is exalted and pure, somehow or other in this Godian theology, when the relationships are spontaneous, when they meet, me, spontaneous is the English word, but what it means is there's nothing external to the love, like a consideration, like
1: I'm obligated,
0: because I'm dealing with the superior. I'm fearful that I, I... And that's also part of love. You know, a really good father and the son may be there and he, he, part of his love for his father is, is his, a little bit of fear that he'll disappoint him, but it's also love. But it's not as forceful when they got to the plane and they started quoting verses about friendship there's no obligation, no duty. It's somehow that love. Is, and it, it kept on going and going and going and going. And it's almost like getting thicker and thicker. Parental love it, 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 for Krishna, obligation or duty, it, the devotees in a superior position. <laughs> it's only love. It's only love. That's why bhakti is called Kevala bhakti. Parama karuna, pahu duijana, Nitai gorachandra, sabavatar, sarashramani, kevala anandakandar. It means these two people, they're the most merciful Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda. of all the avatars, they're the crest jewels. Keva Ananda Kanda. And they gave this path that's not only Ananda, but it's only Ananda. (laughs) It's spontaneous love. It's only Ananda. There's no obligation. There's no duty. It's just love. And and when you try to understand these things, you don't quantify them in the material world. (laughs) Like there's certain duty or obligation in worshiping God and his majesty and there's something material in that. It's not, it's just part of that flavor. And part of that flavor of that type of love and reverence is keeping a little distance. But it's wonderful but still in this comparative study, which is what's happening here. And then he goes higher, and then he gets to the love of the gopis and and gives these verses about the love of the gopis, that that kind of love. And and after he explains this love of the gopis, he goes into these verses, Krishnadas Kaviraj that just clearly say, that we're calling this calm or lust only because there's some similarity, but it's not lust. It's not lust at all. The consciousness is is pure love. Lust means there's some fire for your own senses. Love means there's fire for Krishna's senses. So it's completely selfless, it's completely pure. Krishna's Kaviraj makes this very, very clear. It's, it, it's, there is similar as gold and iron are both metals, but one has so much more quality. So the form of Radha and Krishna, it's, they just want the... Radharani has the full capacity to serve Krishna, and she may compete with her chief competitor, Chandravali, but only because she can please Krishna more. (laughs) If Chandrapali could please, then she would serve her. So there's not even this this sense that I wanna be, I wanna be with Krishna for myself. We have such a lens in this material world that looks through things, and we can't get it out of our hearts that the highest pleasure is sex life. We can't get that out of our hearts. And we project that, but material tintalization is not the highest pleasure. The highest pleasure is Krishna's energy of love, which is the essence of this pleasure potency. And that can't be, and that's what's happening. It's just pure love, how Krishna can be pleased. So anyway, it described the gopis that their love is so forceful, the hum there's no way that, that Krishna says, there's no way I can repay you. So in one sense, this, this is very high stuff. But the, but the practical thing we, we get out of it, because actually, when it comes to the, the limit of the goal, the, the, the last verse that's recited, because Lord Chaitanya keeps on saying, Give me something more. Even when they got to Radharani, give me something more. So he explains this mood of Radharani and, and gives these verses about Radharani's mood. Her love is so powerful that. Even when Krishna is not there, she sees Krishna. It's so powerful. And he explains these the, loves and then lets it be known that this is not material. This is God's transcendental spiritual potency, which becomes degraded in the world or reflected in the world. And the example is given in the, in the 15th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita like the banyan tree is standing on the the river and the highest thing looks like the lowest the reflection is there so the highest thing is is the branches but the reflection that's the beginning and the end is the root because the root is reflected right near the water so in the same way this exalted spiritual love we can look at it in our very practical way that the highest thing is love and the more intense it is, the more exclusive it is, not exclusive in that way, but the more intensive it is, the more thick it is. The example is the sun rays and the sun. The same thing, but the sun rays is more intense. So, the love, so it finally comes to this verse. I, I don't know if I'm going to read it, where he says, This is the limit of the goal of human life, where the highest love is this existent ontological love of the universe, which is what
1: between Radha and Krishna. It's so intense that. Radha forgets she's Radha and Krishna forgets she's Krishna.
0: The love is so intense. It's, 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 it's not merging, it's love. There's entities that are loving, this Krishna. And basically what exists in this universe is two things. It's Shaktiman and Shakti. Shaktiman is the possessor of energies. Krishna and Shakti, the point of Shakti is Radha because energy is meant to please its source. So the essence of all energy is love because that's actually what what, what
1: pleasure is. Real pleasure is love. And the purer the love and the more intense the
0: love, the greater the pleasure is and the more selfless it is. So it's so intense. So this was described, I'll read the, that verse. It, it, it's, oh my Lord, you live in the forest of Govardhan Hill and like the king of elephants, you're an expert in the art of conjugal love. Oh master of the universe, your heart and Srimati Radharani's heart are just like shellac and now melted in your spiritual perspiration. Therefore, one can no longer distinguish between you and Srimati Radharani. Now you have mixed your newly invoked affection, which is like Vermilion, with your melted hearts. And for the benefit of the whole world, you've painted both your hearts red within this great palace of the universe. So this is love makes the world go round. This Gaudiya Vaishnava theology is saying this is the perfection. And we're meant to participate in it. And if we develop love, and this is also explained here, and I explained before, generally these things are not explained, but I was going to stop and people had, go tell Sid I'm giving class. Okay, and he can call me in in, in 40 minutes. Okay, said, just tell him quickly. And go um, back
1: this now. is Reed. Um, just so you know, we could give uh, um, she's in classroom, I can give him a call back in like 40 minutes. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, I don't know, the, the phone comes here or the
0: thing, so just that, that idea of love makes the world go round and that is described, it gave this beautiful analogy before of how love works <laughs> and how love gives pleasure. And it described it like a plant, I guess a Tulsi plant or something. You know, if the bee goes for the plant, also the mungeries, which are the seeds, they also shake. So if a bee or something goes for the plant, the whole thing shakes. So the idea it be, if one actually loves God and one actually loves Radharani, then cognizant of that love and loving Sri Radha, you will feel it equally. And that's the mood of service. Gopi, Bharta Parakamala, Dasa, Dasa, Dasa. This is you know, when you do deity worship, there's something called Bhutusudi, that when you do deity worship, you, you want to get out of the bodily concept of life. You don't want to worship in your identity, that I am a man, I am an American, I you know this, I'm whatever. So there, there's some prayers and, and some, some procedures where you get out of this identity. And in our deity worship, we chant the prayer, Naham vipro, Channarapatir, Nasudra." Sudra. I'm not a Brahman, Vipro, Patir, Vaishnava Nasudra. I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this. Gopi Vartapatakama, I'm the servant of the servant of the gopis. I'm the servant of the servant. And that's what love is. Love is the pleasure of getting the pleasure of the happiness of another. So this is a very, this theological concept here of this this universe of love. And that if you develop love for the lover of the universe, then you have the same experience. There's one book called the Lap Kushmanjali, a bouquet of lamentations. And it's a very, very high book by Raghunath Goswami, who is the Prayojana Acharya. He's the Acharya for the goal, which is the sentiments of love. So he, 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 he wrote this book and at the beginning of the book, a bouquet of lamentations, it, it, it's, it's the feelings of the servants of Shrimati Radharani. It's what they feel they, 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 with the red lack of your lotus feet, please cure this servant near dead by the snake bite of separation from you. So these sentiments, and it's very high book with these sentiments of, of pure love, but at the beginning, it describes Rupa um, Pata. It describes, because he's praying. He's praying in a very intimate way to the forms of his gurus in, in, in Krishna Leela. And because he's, he's a self-realized soul, Raghunath das Goswami, he's following Rupa, Rupa Goswami. And he's meditating in a very interesting way. And it's described very confidentially that
1: the same symptoms of love that Radha and Krishna have, the same symptoms, even the
0: physical symptoms come on those who love Radha. And we feel that if you actually love someone, then maybe it, I see Joe Cayley and Krunaporni here and their daughter, they love their daughter and the daughter's become my disciple. They get more pleasure of me showing affection to their daughter than me showing affection
1: to them. And they'll admit it, frankly. They'll admit it, frankly. So
0: that's the principle of love. And Jiva Goswami says that's what bhakti means. Bhakti means when your happiness is the
1: happiness of another. And that's the whole shift in the material world. So, and the intensity of that is ultimately
0: represented in the union of Radha and Krishna that there's so little self-conception that they appear to forget their own identities in that relationship. And don't try to um, understand this simply through the, the, the world of cause and effect, but we can understand something of it, something of the reality there reflected here, that love means another. Even the process of bhakti, I remember one time Kinchana Krishna got this book about chanting from this um, guru called Ekanath Ishwaram, a South Indian. He was a professor in America. And so I looked at the book and it had principles of chanting. And the first principle was to think of others before yourself. Even Lord Chaitanya, he was in so much ecstasy and then so much ecstasy and the agony of the ecstasy of separation and his mood and he's in Jagannath Puri and he's, he, he's experiencing this deep love and the mode of separation. But the... the, the transformation and the, of the apparent pain of that love he wouldn't exhibit publicly because he, he knew it would pain his devotees but at night <laughs> when he was in the Gambira that little cave like room in the, in, the, in, the, in the palace of Kashi Mishra in that cave like room and it's still there at night the feelings would be expressed I just like that He's considerate of others, he's thinking of others. So you can imagine the highest love. You're thinking of an you, you're thinking of the others so much, your own identity. <laughs> you focus so much on the love. So, so he said, Sadhya Vastura, the object of life of the limit this is, and the question at the beginning was, pada shloka avidya nirnoi. ascertain which verse describes the limit
1: of perfection. So now what Lord Chaitanya does is very
0: interesting. He He now, When you understand the sadhya, the goal, then what is the sadhana, the practice to get it? And generally, even though we have three categories of knowledge, which is sambandhigan, which is what is our description of reality, which is Krishna and Krishna's energy, and how do you ascertain that it's true? And the second category is avideya, what's the means of realizing it? And then the third category of knowledge, what is the result of doing so, which is the goal.
1: But you see, when the Bhagavatam is summarized
0: in four verses to Lord Brahmat, the beginning of creation, the priojana, the goal is mentioned before the means to attain it.
1: Because you have to have a goal before you practice. You have to have a goal. So Lord
0: Chaitanya was first ascertaining what is the limit, what is the goal? Yeah, the, the chapter Shloki, the, the third verse is the Pyojan and the fourth verse is the Avideya. The third verse is the Go. And what is the Go? You should see God everywhere, inside and outside of everything. And seeing God doesn't mean just seeing God, it means feeling God. And feeling God means feeling our relationship with God, which is prema. And that's why Prabhupada said, when someone really becomes Krishna conscious, he's thrilled every moment. We see the same things in a different way.
1: That's what Krishna consciousness means. The same things in a different way. Because
0: visual things represent consciousness visual things are an expression of consciousness so when you actually understand the consciousness you see them in a different way or you understand the relationship you see something in a different way you know you have these stories I, I, I saw, saw this one story that so horrible you just think of the world and the demons in the world and how people are just, there are demons before, there are demons now. There's demons all through history and they have nothing better than to try to control the world for their own ego. Because once you possess everything, then what do you do? You have the, the, the whole false ego, and that's within us, the whole false ego is the feeling of superiority that we get from controlling and enjoying things. That's
1: why people want positions. They want adulation. So people have a lot of power.
0: Immediately, it gravitates more to the possessions they have and how they enjoy it. They want recognition of their power. They want to control. So throughout the whole history and it's happening now, there are people that want to control the world. They want to control you.
1: And, 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 and what does that mean? That means take away your freedom. That's what a person who wants to control does.
0: He wants to take away your freedom. Because if you have freedom, you're not controlled
1: by them and they can't get the ego satisfaction. So, um, yeah. So, so the 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 sadhana. What is this practice to get this
0: goal? What is the practice? So he says, sadhya vastu, the goal of life. Sadhana vina, without practicing the process, kehani. No one achieves it. So vasa, that object of, of your attainment, sadhana vina, without sadhana, you don't get it. So kripa uh, uh, keha nohi pai, pai you, you don't achieve it without a practice. So kripa kari, mercifully, kaha, explain to me, prabhara upaya, the means of achieving it please explain to me the means of achieving it. The goal of life cannot be achieved unless one practices the process. Now being merciful upon me, please explain that means by which this goal can be attained. ye kaho Ramananda replied, I do not know what I'm saying, but you have made me speak what I have spoken Be it good or bad, I'm simply repeating the message. So, you know, Ramananda Roy understands that to really deeply understand spiritual phenomena, it's not going to be simply by book learning
1: or by analysis it's another dimension it has to be revealed and re- revelation means mercy and mercy is only felt by one who is humble and and one can only get mercy by one
0: who is humble who feels humility, or one can only feel that mercy. And the real mercy is being an instrument for God. (laughs) That's the real mercy. Whether you're speaking or achieving something, it's being an instrument. Our greatest attainment is being an instrument. And that's why a humble person can have confidence. But his confidence is not in his own abilities, although he may have abilities. But, it, but you know, it's like a beautiful knife with an uh, a, a intricately carved handle. So it's something, it, it's substantial, but it doesn't have value unless it is used. And the same thing us, we may be intelligent, we may be artistic, we may, you know, we may have any ability or talent, but it will not be utilized properly. It's sarvasya chaham hidi sani matasmitir I am situated in everyone's heart and from me comes remembrance,
1: forgetfulness and knowledge. So, the abilities we have, it's karma. It's not us. They're given by God. He decide At the end of our
0: life, a decision is made. How this person, what this person needs in this life to be purified and come closer to me. And because it's God, it doesn't have to be computed or thought. It automatically understands according to one's desires, according to one's deeds of of life and so many things, what is needed next to purify one and what body is required. And then you have the element of false ego, which delimits the consciousness to fit and identify with a particular type of body with its abilities, et cetera. So a very spiritual person understands that the abilities one has is given by God and the ability
1: to use them as being given by God. And of course, we have a certain
0: karmic ability that goes on automatically, but there's also empowerment. Where great people put themselves at the mercy of God and they're able to do wonderful things. So Ramana Roy feels this. He's, yes, he's intelligent, he's a Rasika Bhakta. He, he knows so many things. But this type of knowledge and this type of understanding He's just an instrument. He described it like my tongue is like a, a a string, and 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 you have to play this string.
1: So he has confidence, but he has humility. The humility is related to the confidence
0: because he has <laughs> his humility allows him to be used by God, and he has confidence in the power of God. So a humble person
1: can be very, very bold, but not have that ego that I am the doer. Within these three worlds, who is so undisturbed that he can
0: remain steady as you manipulate your different energies? Actually, you are speaking through my mouth at the same time you were listening. So this is the the analogy at the very beginning. You're speaking through your mouth, my my mouth, you, Krishna, Chaitanya, Ramananda, you're speaking through my mouth at the same time you're listening. This is very mysterious. Anyway, kindly hear the explanation of the process by which the goal can be attained. So somehow it's you and and somehow you're speaking. And you're listening at the same time. You're speaking, not me. And someone who actually gives class regularly or teaches
1: regularly deeply has that feeling. Radha Krishnara Leela A.
0: Ati gudhatra The pastimes times around in Krishna are very confidential. They cannot be understood through the mellows of servitude, fraternity or parental affection. So I don't know how much this is relevant to us, but basically it's what it's saying. If you really want to understand the mood of the gopis, you have to be blessed with having that mood yourself. Otherwise you can't understand it and you can't attain it. And the only analogy I can give, and it's my own analogy, is
1: is a young five-year-old girl, she can't understand the feelings of a
0: teenager or an adult in terms of romance, there's no frame of reference for it. So, in this type of thing, if you really want this type of love, you have to, have to be blessed by it. I was speaking with my friend that came, who's very, very deep in spiritual
1: life. And he quoted from the Padhyapali that the only way
0: to attain one's relationship with Krishna is your intense greed to have it. And he was explaining to me in 1987, I know him since then, he really wanted to understand his relationship with Krishna and he was meditating always on the Supersoul. And then somehow by that strong desire, and he said all his prayers is just to have this greed and to increase this greed. That's the English expression, it's not a material thing, but it's called lobha. It means a strong desire, an exclusive strong desire, almost like beg, borrow or steal, I want this, I want this. So unless one has that kind of lobha or desire, one can't enter into that, one can't attain that. So he says, actually, only the gopis have the right to appreciate these transcendental pastimes and only from them can these pastimes be Okay, we've gone higher enough for one day. I tried my best. Jumuda Jaya, I don't know if you can extract anything from this today.
2: Yes, Arash, thank you for class. I really, you mentioned it again, the um, relationship between the humility and the confidence. When you said it the other day, it made so much sense and um, you were just further going on with it today. And I was really thinking the, the what you were saying that the humility, what did I read? How'd you, how'd you say it? Our greatest um, attainment is to be humble and revelation comes from mercy, And I was really thinking, you know, in the Bhagavad Gita, where in 13th chapter, where the first characteristic of knowledge is humility, and that's the revelation. So I was really just making a connection in my mind to all you've been saying so much about the humility and the confidence and that we can't get a revelation. A revelation is mercy, and mercy comes only because we're humble. So I've really been appreciating that.
0: Hesham anam priti the buddhi yogam mam yenamam Who one who worships me with faith and devotion, I give the knowledge by which they come back to me. Okay, good. Anybody else have a reflection? Yeah. Yes, my
2: husband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hope you can understand me. Yeah, there was, this was a great class for me too. You know. The timing was perfect when you said that real mercy is the experience of being used as an instrument by Krishna. That's so relevant. I just had a very poignant experience like that yesterday. And also, you know, when you say that seeing God means feeling your relationship with him. I always love when you say that. Seeing, Seeing him everywhere means feeling your relationship with him no matter where you are. So those are the you know the, those those are the things that I like. But uh, I did have one question. You said that um, you said that you know Radha and Krishna they are so absorbed in their you know feelings you know their and their consideration of each other that is like merging you know and so i'm just wondering why isn't it a like just a technicality to say that they actually don't merge you know i mean we know that they're two individuals but to say that they don't merge when they're uh, so well resigned, in one sense
0: that that i go over the that as the sense of wheelchair tanya <laughs> is that type of merging but even that type of merging it's not one because it's still different from everyone else. Nitya Nityanam Chaitanas <laughs> Chaitana Nam Kama, the one supreme eternal. So even if they merge, it's not if they could merge. R explained this Radha and Krishna can buy. That's Lord Chaitanya. So they can. I, I always I I I, I, I don't know, I called it cha-cha philosophy, one, two, one. So there's, there's Krishna and then for enjoyment, he expands as Radha. But then for Lord Chaitanya to become, for Krishna to become complete, for him to come, become complete, he has to also have the position of Radha so they become one again. So the ultimate reality is is Lord Chaitanya in that sense, because it's Radha and Krishna combined. So yeah, in one sense, maybe they can merge, but it's not everything is one because they're still different from everybody else. Mm. Okay, Raj, thank you. Okay, anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna, Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. Haribo. All right.
1: Krishna, uh, anybody else? Mm-hmm. Hare Krishna Garuji, Lagavenda. Thank you for class.
0: You more and more you look like a Vrindavan Sadhu. And <laughs> uh, Tilak. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well. Anybody else? Aval Garage. Hey, Joe Kaylee, Harry Bow.
0: Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for class. It's true, though, right? It's true. It's very true. <laughs> your room is reserved. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I'm just going to ride Kaylee Kadam's coattails to your mercy.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, Yeah, sometimes I'll give attention to you. Not not like my relationship with her.
1: That's like another level. (laughs) Okay, anybody else? Okay, that's fine. We can go.
0: Hare Krishna Gurudev, thank you for your applause. Oh, Amala,
1: Haribo, nice to see you. It's good that you're coming on this class. Thank you, (laughs) Haribo. Great.